Welcome to Walk in Truth. These are the Bible teachings of Pastor Michael Lenz, equipping you to reach out with God's truth to all people and how to apply that truth to today's issues, trends, and culture. You can learn more about the program and our church when you download our free Living Truth app. Now, here's part three of Pastor Michael's teaching in Ephesians 1, 1 through 6, called God's Amazing Love. Paul says in verse 3, blessed be, and Paul is doing what scholars call the song of blessing. He's breaking into a rejoicing song, if you will. He says, blessed be. We have a song that we sing those lyrics in, blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. And why do we sing this song? Because he has blessed us with how many? With every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places, in Christ. Why do we bless his name? The word bless is eulogetas. It's to adore, to praise. Uh, It comes from the Greek word eulogia, where we get the English word eulogy. When we give a eulogy at a memorial service or a funeral, we speak well of the person. We highlight their life. We highlight all the good things that they did. Well, what Paul is doing is highlighting the goodness of God. He's eulogizing God. He's, saying, he's speaking well of God. Blessed be the Lord. Amen? We should be saying that. When we, when we sing our worship songs, when we're going about our day, blessed be the God and Father. He is blessed because he gives blessings to us. Every spiritual blessing is ours in Jesus Christ. Now, the word spiritual there in your Bible is the Greek word pneumatikos, it always connects to the work of the Holy Spirit. So what are the blessings that we have in Jesus Christ? Well, the rest of chapter one is gonna tell us what those blessings are, but let's just highlight a few of them. Look at verse four. He chose us in him. Is that a blessing? Yeah, God chose you. He made you, look at the end of verse four, holy and blameless before him. Is that a blessing? Yes. Look at verse five. He predestined us to what? Adoption. Oh, is that a blessing? Yes. Look at verse seven. In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of our trespasses according to the riches of his grace. You know where I'm going. Blessing upon blessing. Look at verse 13. In him you also, after listening to the message of truth, the gospel of your salvation, having also believed, you are sealed in him with the Holy Spirit. God has given us his Holy Spirit of promise, who has given us a pledge of our inheritance with a view to the redemption of God's own possession to the praise of his glory. Look at chapter two. Look at verse four. But God being rich in mercy because of his great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead, this is gonna be a blessing verse, in our transgressions made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved and he has raised us up with him, seated us with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus in order that in the ages to come he might show the surpassing riches of his grace in kindness toward us in Christ Jesus. Now, there's just a few, folks. These are radical spiritual blessings. We have been blessed with every spiritual blessing. As a matter of fact, we are co-heirs with Jesus Christ, and all that belongs to him one day will belong to us. We've been adopted into his family. We are loved by God. These are the blessings the impartation of divine favor. In the Hebrew picture language, the word blessed is barak. It means the sun covered. It speaks of an open hand that covers. 
Now, I've shared this in a recent message from Luke. The word picture is a person on their knees before the patriarch of a family or in prayer to God, and the patriarch is imparting the blessing to them. And this is the word we have been blessed with every spiritual blessing. The image is of the high priest from Leviticus 9. You can write down verses 22 through 24. He's at the tabernacle. In this case, it's Aaron. And he's lifting up his hands and blessing the people. And our great high priest in heaven ever lives, if I can replace some words, to bless us. Now, Hebrews 7.25 says he ever lives to intercede for us, but he's our advocate on high, and he lives, he's in heaven, wanting, desiring, and dispensing blessings. That's what he does. He blesses us with every spiritual blessing. He is the source of blessing. James 1.17 says every good thing bestowed and every perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variation or shifting or shadow. Go to 2 Peter for a second, chapter 1. 2 Peter 1, look at verse 2 with me. Peter's going to highlight these blessings, and here's what he says. These are not only spiritual, heavenly blessings, but they're very practical as well. 2 Peter 1, look at verse 2. Peter, using this common uh, blessed greeting, says, Grace and peace be multiplied to you, 2 Peter 1, 2 in the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord, seeing that his divine power, 2 Peter 1.3, has granted to us, how much? Everything pertaining to life and godliness through the true knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and excellence. For by these he has granted to us his precious and magnificent promises in order that by them, by the promises, you might become partakers of the divine nature having escaped the corruption that is in the world by lust. In Romans 8, Paul says, The Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. And if children, heirs also, heirs of God and fellow heirs with Christ, if indeed we suffer with him in order that we may also be glorified with him. Johnny Erickson Tata, back to Ephesians, the quadriplegic, who I shared with you Sunday, heard some people whining at a women's event. You remember this story? She was in the back. People couldn't find seating. Some women had to seat, sit on the floor and there was a bunch of uh, murmuring going on and word came back to Johnny and she wheeled out in her wheelchair and she can't even wheel herself, can't even move her limbs. She got wheeled out and said, I heard that there's a bunch of people in this auditorium complaining about the seat that God gave them. Ouch. Here's a woman that every day has to have people feed her and brush her teeth and dress her, and praise that the grace of God will hold her up. And man, we have so many blessings to count, folks. In Christ Jesus, we are blessed. Ephesians 1, verse 4. <clears throat> we'll get into some challenging theology before we finish the message. Just as he chose us, now this is among the blessings I pointed out to you, in him before the foundation of the world. The word chose is a word that means to select, to pick out, or to choose. He chose us in him before the foundation of the world. I think it was Spurgeon who said, it's a good thing that he chose me before the foundation of the world because if he would have chose me after I was born, he never would have chose me. Think about that one for a while. See, God knew what he was going to get when he chose you. 
Now, the big debate in Christian circles is not that God chose people, because it says it right in the verse, right? It's on what basis did he choose people? Some people say, well, God looked down the corridor of time, he saw those who would trust him, and he chose those individuals, and only those, and those only are the elect people. And uh, the, the whole basis of choosing becomes the debate. Did he see those that, he, that would believe? Did he just choose because he decided to choose and he passed over some and chose others? And I'm going to say to you that since this has been a debate for as long as the church has existed, we are not going to settle it tonight. I know that's shocking. Come on, Pastor Michael. Settle the debate once and for all. Well, you know what? When I was a younger pastor, I tried to resolve all the age-old debates in the church. I've stopped trying to do that. Smarter guys than me have looked at these issues. But let me tell you what the Bible does teach. The Bible does teach that God sovereignly chooses. Jesus said, I chose you. You didn't choose me. No one can come to the Father unless he is drawn. But at the same time, the Bible says, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved. The Bible says that God is not willing that any should perish, but all should come to repentance. He wants all men to be saved, 1 Timothy 2.4, and come to the knowledge of the truth. So what do you do with verses like that? You realize that God wants all people to be saved, but yet not all people are saved. So what's going on? Well, I think if you look at God's heart for the world, the gospel is for the entire world. Why do certain people come and certain people don't come? I'll tell you this. There are strong Bible verses that indicate that some people refuse to come. John 3 is an example. Right after Jesus says, God so loved the world that he gave his only son, he says that this is the verdict, that light has come into the world, but people love darkness rather than light because their deeds are evil. Therefore, they won't come to the light lest their deeds should be exposed. Does that sound like a decision of the will to you? Jesus looked over Jerusalem and said, Oh, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, how often I wanted to gather you as a mother hen gathers her checks under her wings, but you were not willing Jesus said in John 5.39, you search the scriptures because in them you think you have life, but these are they that testify of me, yet you are unwilling to come to me that you may have life. Stephen stands before the Sanhedrin and says, you always resist the Holy Spirit. Those sound like pretty clear verses that man has a part to play in the equation of salvation. God does not repent for you and God does not believe for you. So if you're having a conversation with somebody and the Bible says repent and believe, God's not repentant for you. He's asking you to turn to him. He's not going like this. We are not dolls that God's pulling the string on. One of the greatest things that he's given to us in the universe is two little words called free will. We are not robots. If that were the case, then God would not have made the universe that he did. But in order for love to have meaning, there has to be a choice. That's why there was the tree in the garden, that the one tree. You got everything else, the one tree. I think I want to go over and say, I know it says wet paint, but I really don't think it's wet. Right? And what was Adam doing when Eve was there? Watching a football game, I think. Right? Ah, oh, yeah, it's fine. Go ahead and eat it. Genesis 3-6, he was there. 
but yet we see divine sovereignty. You'll hear more from Pastor Michael in a moment. Thanks for tuning in to Walk in Truth today. Did you know there's more where that came from? Download the Living Truth app to listen to more of Pastor Michael's teachings whenever you want. You can even watch videos. And if you're local to Southern California, you can get updates on church events, new studies, and more. Download the free Living Truth app today. Producer Rob Newton here, and on behalf of Pastor Michael and the Walk in Truth team, thank you so much to our financial and prayer partners. Whether you have given a one-time donation or you have become a monthly partner, you have contributed to our mission to reach out with God's truth to all people and helping listeners like you apply that truth to today's issues, trends, and culture. You've heard that before, right? Well, we mean it. Thanks to our financial partners, we have added three new radio stations this year. Our prayer is to bless our new listeners the way we have hopefully been a blessing to you. If you're a longtime listener, would you please consider becoming a $5 a month partner? That may not seem like much, but every little bit makes it possible for us to continue our broadcasts, podcasts, and free apologetic events. Please become a partner giving at least $5 a month. Visit walkintruth.com to donate or call 844-48-TRUTH. That's walkintruth.com or call 844-48-TRUTH. We'd love to see who's listening, so please connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Just do a search for Walkin' Truth Show. Now, back to Pastor Michael Lance, right here on Walkin' Truth. Jesus said in John 5.39, You search the scriptures because in them you think you have life, but these are they that testify of me, yet you are unwilling to come to me that you may have life. Stephen stands before the Sanhedrin and says, you always resist the Holy Spirit. Those sound like pretty clear verses. That man has a part to play in the equation of salvation. God does not repent for you, and God does not believe for you. So if you're having a conversation with somebody, and the Bible says repent and believe, God's not repentant for you. He's asking you to turn to him. He's not going like this. We are not dolls that God's pulling the string on. One of the greatest things that he's given to us in the universe is two little words called free will. We are not robots. If that were the case, then God would not have made the universe that he did. But in order for love to have meaning, there has to be a choice. That's why there was the tree in the garden, that the one tree... You got everything else, the one tree. I think I want to go over and see. I know it says wet paint, but I really don't think it's wet. Right? And what was Adam doing when Eve was there? Watching a football game, I think. Right? Ah, oh, yeah, it's fine. Go ahead and eat it. <laughs> Genesis 3 6, he was there. But yet we see divine sovereignty. Someone once said that divine election and free will are two columns that go up to the sky and somewhere God puts the roof on it. But no, I don't believe in hyper-Calvinism. I don't believe that God just has these select people and other people he just destined to burn. No, God is a God of love. He calls us. Now, why some people come and others don't is a mystery that someday God will answer for us. But I know God puts the call out to us. Now, he chose us in him before the foundation of the world. That's the amazing God that we serve. Of course, he made the world and he made time. Why did he choose us? This is the effect 
that we should be holy and blameless. We'll see this again in Ephesians 5.27. And in Colossians 1.22, you can write this down. We are unaccusable before the Father. We are holy and blameless. And one day we will be presented faultless before his glory with great joy from the book of Jude. So he chose us in him to be holy and blameless. And I think in love, that phrase belongs with verse five because this is the motive. In love, it was God's love that motivated him. He predestined us to what? To adoption. The Bible says simply that God so loved the world that he gave his only son. It was love. Love was the motive to adopt you. Now think of an adopted child. Think of a, we had a couple in the fellowship that moved away, but they adopted a little boy that had um, uh, birth defects and he was put in a facility because in that culture, they believed that if you were born with deformities, you were under some sort of curse. And these American Christians who were not sitting on top of a gold mine by any stretch of the imagination go to another country to rescue this young man and adopt him. Not a young man, he was a little boy to adopt him into their family. Why? What's their motive? To spend their time, money, to bring a, a kid that they have never even met before into their family who is struggling with um, you know, uh, things physically. And why do they adopt him? What was their motive? Love. And God adopted you and I into his family because he loves us. In love, he predestined us to adoption as sons, the vehicle by which he does this because God is holy and will judge sin as he does it through Jesus Christ. If you look at, take another peek at Ephesians 2.4, we're just about done. <clears throat> but God being rich in mercy, notice, because of his great love with which he loved us. There's your motive. Even when we were dead in trespasses, in our transgressions, he made us alive. See, God's rich in mercy because of his great love. Love is, a, love is God's motivator. And he did this according to the kind intention of his will. This was his kindly choice, his benevolence toward us to adopt us into his family. Have you ever just sat back for a moment and wondered why God adopted you? Uh, have you ever just had a moment where you said, God, I can't imagine why you use a person like me. Uh, I go through that every week. <laughs> Why did you choose me? Well, he did it so that it would be, verse six, final verse, to the praise of the glory of his grace. Do you think that you're gonna be walking around heaven one day, see somebody cruise by you on the streets of gold and say, whoa, truly I did not expect to see you here. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> you're here? And you know what they're going to say right back at you? You're here? I did not expect to see you. Right? We are trophies of God's grace. I am a walking trophy of God's grace. The only thing that I am going to boast about in heaven is the cross of Jesus Christ and cast my crown, you can clap for that because it's all glory to him. And cast my crown at his feet. And my presence there will be to the praise of the glory of his grace. See, one of the reasons I'm gonna sing to him forever is because of his grace. 
which he freely bestowed on us in the beloved. I leave you with this thought. To all who are beloved of God in Rome, because you are in the beloved, you are beloved. Called saints of God. Bow your heart with me. Father, thank you for Ephesians. It's a wonderful letter filled with riches, the ultimate riches, uh, encouraging the believer to know who we are in Jesus Christ. This epistle has been divided as sit or rest in Christ, stand or walk in Christ, or uh, sit, walk, stand. I think that's, no, it's the sit, walk, and welfare, something like that. But the bottom line is we rest in the finished work of Christ, we walk in the reality of it, and we war not according to our strength but yours. And so we're just so grateful. We're so grateful that you loved us with an everlasting love. If you're here and you've not met Jesus, he doesn't want you to perish. He wants you to come to repentance and come to know his love. If it's you, you're not sure, God forbid, if you died tonight, you'd be in heaven. Just make sure. It's already been paid. You can't earn it. We don't deserve it, but he paid for it. And he says, come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. And so if it's you tonight, and you want to just settle it, I don't know why you would wait. It's something like this. And pray it. I'll I'll help you with the prayer. It's, Lord Jesus, come into my life. Thank you that you died for me. Thank you that you rose again from the dead. You defeated death for me. You bled and died for me. You called me to yourself. I believe in you. I trust you. Thank you for adopting me into your family. Father, we we know we don't have to have a perfect prayer, but the Bible says, if we call upon the name of the Lord, we will be saved. You may be a saint here tonight, and maybe you've just been struggling with your identity in Christ. Maybe Maybe you get attacked in that area. Later in this study, we'll talk about a helmet of salvation that can protect your mind against doubt and fear. Your salvation is wholly dependent upon Christ. And so if you struggle with that, this letter is going to really help you see who you are in Christ. And so, Father, I want to pray for the saint that may be wrestling with their salvation and maybe doubts and fears hit them from time to time. May you just settle that for them and not presumption, but if they have turned and they are born again, then let them rest in in that reality. And for those of us who are saints tonight, just help us, God, to realize who we are, to celebrate that, and to live in response to your grace. In Jesus' name. You've been listening to God's Amazing Love part three on Walk in Truth. And that was the conclusion of Pastor Michael's teaching in Ephesians 1, 1 through 6. Remember, if you missed any part of today's program, you can always listen to Walk in Truth on the Living Truth app or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, if you'd like to learn more about Walk in Truth, our church, and the events and studies we have going on, then download our free Living Truth app in your app store. The Living Truth app is the one with the red logo with the pillars. Now here's Pastor Michael. Well, the bottom line is that God's love is amazing. It's amazing grace, amazing love. 
And when we stand in awe of God's love, it makes all the difference. We love because he first loved us. And his love doesn't change. You know, the Gospel of John says he loved his own to the uttermost, to the end. And God's love will never fail. Love will last forever. And sometimes we have a hard time believing that we are loved, and I get it. You know, people's love, the the love of the world can be very fickle. Sometimes our own love, you know, can wane. And how do we know that we're loved? Because God doesn't change. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. His love is just like him. It's constant and unchanging. He's a God of love. Now, we have pastors that are available to you Tuesday through Friday, 9 to 4 p.m. Pacific time. And you can call this number, 844-48-TRUTH, if you just need some ministering to. 844-48-TRUTH. Pastors are here. We'd love to pray with you, encourage you. You can call that number during the week, 9 to 4 Pacific time, 844-48-TRUTH. This is Pastor Michael. This is Walk in Truth. God bless you, and we will see you right here tomorrow. And one more reminder that Walk in Truth is a listener-supported program. But thanks to listeners and church partners like you, we're now on three more radio stations. So praise God. Hey, if you're a longtime listener, would you please consider becoming a partner of at least $5 a month? You can visit walkintruth.com to donate or call 844-48-TRUTH. Join us tomorrow for Pastor Michael Lance's teaching in Ephesians 1, 7, and 8 called redemption through his blood. I'm Mike Massaro. Thanks for listening to Walk in Truth. Our goal is to equip you to reach out with God's truth to all people.